Greetings, Earthlings. We are going to talk all day long about the Avengers Endgame. Well, it's mostly Avengers this week, but at around an hour and eight, we're going to talk about the other movies coming out this week. And at an hour and 11 minutes, we're going to talk about Destroyer out on DVD. And then around one hour and 22 minutes, we're going to talk about Gloria by Laura Branigan, the tax breaks coming back to Missouri filmmakers, and what's coming up next week. And go off the rails on several tangents as well. My name is Carl Middleman. You can find me online at underscore Carl the Intern on Twitter and Instagram. I am Dan Buffa. I'm at Buffa82, and I'm on KSTK News in St. Louis Game Time. Oh, yeah. You can also hear me on KTRS every Saturday yeah. night with Max Foisy, Max and Movies. In fact, we did a spoiler cast. Today we're going to be not spoilery. See, I might do one of those. Spoiler but... cast, which is 25 minutes of us talking spoilers and arguing. You're going to, I think people have to do a spoiler, but I'm, I'm also on Tuesday afternoons at four with Frank Opinion on KFNS five ninety to fan, where I will try to uh, simplify, simplify this movie that he's never going to see. So yeah, but I think Dan might see it. Oh, uh, well, well, Trevor will see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor Phillips will see it. Dan will see it. Tim might see it. Frank will never see it, but he hasn't seen one Marvel movie. Neither has Jay Kanzler, and I'm going to talk about it tomorrow on KTRS. I'm Lynn Venhouse, and I'm on KTRS on Fridays at 11.45 for uh, this week, for sure. <laughs> and then uh, I can and be then reading the t- <laughs> And then I can be reading the Times newspapers, West End Word, Webster Kirkwood Times, and South County Times. It's under Real World. And Kent and I gave spoiler-free reviews. We both gave it A+. And uh, it was hard to write the spoiler-free review, but that's what we have to do because we don't want to ruin it for people because, to me, it's a really fun watch. And why would you do that? Maybe we'll have a spoiler one when when the DVD comes out. It's a lot of movie, and I I also gave it a very high review, and I, I did... 1400 words without mentioning any spoilers but it was it was not easy because there were times where you wanted to elaborate and you had to hold well, back you know what they've told you already you know that scott lang because that's from the super bowl commercial where you see scott yeah. lang knocking at the door but also there was stuff there was a rumor and i believe it that they they shot a bunch of footage that they they, they, they well used. they thought that the girl from 14 or 13 reasons why was going to be in the movie and that was a big red herring they thought she was going to be playing death and that thanos was going to make an agreement with her and because that's one of the comic book storylines mm-hmm. i guess we're getting into endgame already yes we uh, we're gonna talk endgame because we saw it uh at the uh, critic screening there's only one it's a small indie film that's probably gonna break every box office record known to man set by infinity war so yeah. now it'll break all that we're gonna tell you if you should see it and why and what our favorite parts were and we're gonna do it a little bit different this week we're gonna just kind of break it down so guys Three adjectives, adverbs about the movie. Spectacular, rousing, and soulful. Love, hate, anger. Hilarious, emotional, thrilling. Very emotional. I loved every second of it until the last 10 minutes. I I do not agree with the choice that they made in the last 10 minutes of the film. And And we're not going to talk about it. It's hard. We're not going to talk about it. But I do believe... Okay, so let's... Everyone knows it is it is time travel because that's that yeah. is not spoilery that, because everyone's like well, well what kind of time travel that is, is on be? every fan theory it's pretty much well a lot uh, of the fan theories are wrong like the theory that Doctor Strange told Tony Stark what was going to be because that scene in Infinity War cuts off 
and says, there's only one way that we defeat yeah. Thanos. And then it cuts off and it goes to another somebody million. else. And then, and then you're assuming that he tells Star-Lord and Spider-Man and Iron Man what the plan is, how they should go yeah. about and make this happen. He does not tell them he anything. Not. He doesn't. So, all he tell, all, all, only knowledge is that Doctor Strange, who once, one. Who, who once swore to never give the stone to anybody, suddenly goes, eh, here you go, Thanos. And, but and as we now know, there's a reason why he did it yes. and the way he did it. Yeah. Another theory is how Ant-Man gets out of the quantum realm. It's like, oh, is it going to be his daughter? Is it going to be Michael it's Pena? It's a rat. It, it's, or is it going to be total random? It's total random. It's total random. And it's funny. And Ant-Man gets crapped on this entire movie. Hello, average sized man. But, 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 but he <laughs> also has some of the best when moments. Call, when they call him Thumbelina. And, but I, and, <laughs> I'm really glad that, that Paul Rudd got a little... He, he gets emotional moments. He, he gets storytelling moments. Really, it's his... You know, he, he plays a big he's part the of the plot. He's a catalyst. But, he, I mean, he, he's not the brain behind it. But I love when they say we got to find another big brain. Well, one of the things I have liked, because we're talking 11 years... 22 films. Yeah. 22 films, 11 and years. And it's this, not over yet. No, this takes this up. this closes the chapter. No, it does not. No. Spider-Man Far From Home is the end of Phase but 3. But this is what they... This, it this doesn't matter. Because just like Ant-Man was the end of Phase 2, you need a little breather from this, but yeah. it also sets up the next phase. I, I, I can almost say that Spider-Man is the kickoff of another phase. No, it All is. Right. According, so, to, according to Kevin Feige... Spider-Man is part of Phase Three. Okay, but see, so that's when, crazy. He said it was the end. So it's what we have end. to do These is people they say eight different things. Yes. Okay, so uh, best advice I can give anybody is don't read stuff on the internet about no. this movie, and don't do what our idiot friend Jim Bats did. He went on IMDb and looked up the cast list and ruined his experience of the film. Don't do that. Yeah, I mean, no. and, and sometimes, you know, INDB, they, they throw people on there just for the heck of it. It could be a flashback, could be a, 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 a you know, a picture. But, yeah, I mean, you should go into this movie. All, all, you, all you should do is just watch the previous movies. Watch Infinity War. Don't read anything. I mean, really, I mean, it's just, go ahead. I, I think, I know, I was going to say, we got to start where it, it takes up where Infinity War left off. Actually, it, yeah, exactly yeah. where it leaves off. Yeah, and well, it gave us a yeah. little taste of well, that that scene at the movie. beginning yes. could have been at the end it could of have Infinity been. War, right? And, and of course, that's the way that that, that Infinity War is connected to Ant Man and the Wasp. They all have this part of this timeline where this one thing does happen, and this one just kind of picks. Well, we up. We all know a, what happens. It was a snap. Well, yeah, <laughs> but no, what I was going to say was that this just shows you a different perspective. It shows right. you a perspective of a character who was missing. Okay, so then the Avengers. Assemble uh, the ones that are left, and they're broken. Do you and know who they are? Uh, it's the original six. The original, original six. six. Plus, Which is very fitting. Plus, Nebula, Rocket, Captain Marvel, as we now know, yes. and Scott Lang eventually. Yes, and so that's fitting. I think the concentration on the original six is is. But it started with that. I mean, they, 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 these right. are the ones that laid the foundation before Black Panther got there, before Spider Man got there. Doctor Strange. It was Iron Man has three movies. Captain has three. Thor's got three. I mean, Scarlet's been in you know Iron she's Man gonna two. Be she's in, she's going to be in the Black yeah. movie coming yeah. up. So R- Black Widow movie. You know. So no, that's not. That's so it's real. good that they start with that. But then, because they're all broken and upset and bitching at each other, uh, they decide that it's worth it to try something to bring what's lost back. 
and to save they've got to save the world. Except so, Tony Stark is still selfish as ever. Yeah, well, are we gonna Tony save Stark? The world? I mean, I I like that part that he was that he was you know that he brought up Ultron. You know that that that's brought up this in this movie. My idea. We should, we should have yeah. had this, and because they're still fighting. I know no. they're he still and Cap fighting. Are still fighting because it's hard for him to. I mean, he is you know the brainiac of the group, and he saw this. He saw this finality in a vision. And so yes, and after you know, I mean, we we all know he gets stranded in space, and we know that uh, I like the honesty in those interactions, and I like the way that they didn't have to beat you over the head with music; they kill the music, mm-hmm. and it was just characters talking. Yes, it's not loud. Oh, it's very, there's not, there's only like it's three battle very, scenes. Very. Right. Character driven. Yes, and, and that to me, that's the strength of the movie because we're going to talk about I told Lynn the and, highlights. I told Lynn and Jim Bats after them uh, that later that night, I was like, if the Russo brothers could just sit Zack Snyder and Michael <laughs> Bay down and just go, look, you have explosions and then you have character building. And they'll go, Michael Bay would go, what's character building? So, you know. Yeah, well, to me, that's the strength of the whole franchise it is, is the, uh, the actors. They're such strong the actors. Reason you, yeah, the reason, yeah, go ahead. And, and that's why their relationships are good because, okay, look at it. You feel Robert very Downey emotionally Jr., connected. Jeremy Multi- Renner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar nominee and actor. Right. Scarlett Johansson. So, so we have Oscar nominee Robert Downey Jr. And has a small rope. Jeremy Oscar Renner. I wouldn't have said Benedict that. Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, I wouldn't have said that. Well, and then, but that the strength of them, even no, if... I'm also mentioning all the movies, though. Right. I wasn't mentioning this one. Okay, so what are some of you... Oh, <laughs> what, what do you think... Yeah, I'm going to okay. bleep that. I'm going to go oh back and bleep gosh. that name. What do you think... I'm going over the whole movies. That's all right. You guys, what do you think were the best performances? I mean, well, well think about it. I mean, in order... Who, who they get to play Doctor Strange in a the movie, they get Benedict Cumberpatch. They, they get Hawkeye. They get Renner. Oscar, Oscar, very well respected. They don't get like Army Hammer to play in these characters. Thank God. Don't right. worry, it's gonna but, happen. Not, which, yeah. It's not but, stunt casting. But, but like you it said, it is stunt casting. They I had think, Kenneth Branagh direct a film. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's a bad movie. Thor. Yeah, I mean the, the, first, the first two Thor, were just okay. Well, yeah, Ragnarok destroys them all. Yeah, because it's, it's sense of humor, and and I was gonna say the reason that that we emotionally connect to these characters is because. Of the character building. See, that's where Paul Rudd comes in. Everyone's giving these gravitas, very deep performance. And then he just comes in and he's like, hey, is anybody eating that sandwich? That's the best part. <laughs> and no, you have to get the expression when he takes the first bite. He goes, oh. <laughs> because yeah, I know when you're, hungry, when you're hungry and you eat something and this, you're like, oh, my God. It's like you're just powering on the systems. So even those little moments, the, the Russo brothers, and really this goes throughout the whole cast. The reason that... Mark Ruffalo was so good as the Hulk because he gave him a sense of humor, especially in Ragnarok. That's another and, Oscar nominee. And Chris Hemsworth gives Thor, I mean, he gives him just a little tweak of humor, and it just lightens the whole thing. I mean, that's what Downey Jr. did to Iron Man in 2008. He mm-hmm. just he had this big, serious, weapons-building guy who has this c- crisis of conscience, and then he just, but he says these funny things. Like he calls, uh, I can't. I won't say that. I won't no. say that. No, he. Uh, I will say. I think he, he gives everybody I, nicknames. In this I movie. think it's he hilarious. he gives the strongest performance. He is. Yes, and I, I think agree. Uh, he might. This might be. He's never been better. I got to think and, about and, this. And, and I do think Chris Evans, especially in the early parts of the movie, where you know he's always been Captain's always been the compass of this group. He's always been the, kind of like the rock, and he has. I mean, Evans has really. I mean, is he though? He is. He's very good in this movie. He's, I mean, he's worthy enough to. Uh, I think he's he's be gr- worthy. 
But I, he's not. I, I think he's fantastic, and I completely disagree with, with your with your assessment of the final ten minutes. I love those minutes, and I was wondering how they were going to. I enjoyed them when I thought when I saw them. I enjoyed them when I saw them, yeah. and then once you go back and think about it, that's when you get ruined. I yeah, see that for well, me. See, I I I, I watched it. Again. You can let yourself go. That's I. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, some can't. Yeah, see, I I, I can kind of let myself go. I, I I you know, and again, we're we're going to get into this, and this is going to be hard. We got we got back off, mm-hmm. but it's just say that. That, you know, a lot of the every character kind of gets a little bit their own moment, and and they, they each kind of get their own send off if they, they get sent off or not. And I like that. And I, but I also respect people like Carl that might have a problem with the way they're sent off. Because being emotionally attached to these characters, I've we watched may not twenty-two like of these damn movies. I should not. Yeah, I, I exactly. can disagree with some stuff and, that and, they've and, done. And one thing I really hate online is when people try to tell other people how they should think. If you don't like the ending, hey, man, all the power to you. It just makes it more fun to discuss. I will say that was the one thing I thought might happen, but. I, the whole time I'm watching it, I was thoroughly engaged. I didn't know what was going to happen. That's a lot of movie they had to work That's, with here. I know. They're weaving all those storylines together. I'm going to have to watch Infinity War and in. this one when it comes out uh, on DVD. And I, I give all props to Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Yeah. And I really don't think they were the only two people. They, they were the yes. only two no. people that got writing credits. They, they were the yes. ones that had the, the, the hands on the keyboard. Everybody else was like, no, you need to do this. No, no, no. Let's and if you don't think that. Kevin Feige had anything to do with how oh, things went. And it also said James Gunn is one of the major producers on yeah. this film. That means that some of this was supposed to be in Guardians of the Galaxy and 3 stole it. that got that got pushed back. And, yeah. and he's like, well, hey, we can use this in Endgame. Because when this was happening, I mean, that was in flux. Right. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, I think there's just, I mean, again, for me, Downey Jr., has always been the heart and soul of these movies. It's just, I mean, he's the guy Scar that... ScarJo did a great job. ScarJo... Oh, yes, Scar I would put has, her number two. Yeah, ScarJo... See, I, I probably put Evans number two, but ScarJo did... ScarJo's never had a lot of character-building moments, except for uh, Ultron, where she sees the flashbacks. Right. Where she you see where she came from. But ScarJo... In a bad wig. Is, yeah, in a bad wig. And, I mean, she is a very underrated actress. I mean, I think she's been in a lot of different stuff. She's been in some turds, like any actor has been in. But she does get one moment towards the beginning, and she gets a heck of a hell of a moment towards the middle of the movie. And it's hard to say because the movie is three hours and two minutes long. But there's a great scene, even in the beginning of the movie, where, where, where she's trying to work with the other Avengers and find these people. And, and she's like, you know, and she tells uh, Steve Rogers, I want this is not a spoiler. She just tells him, you know, I, I can't stop. I mean, I, I can't. Got, I have to do You know, everything. and she, the way she's eating this peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you could just tell that it's her in this sandwich. And mm-hmm. she's just got all these demons. Because, like Rogers, even more so, and I was surprised by this, she has taken this so personally. Like, you know, Thor took it personally. Thor takes it really, really personally, personally because Stark, he thinks he's failed. Yeah, because Thor had the big axe. And, and of course, the way Thanos tells him in that movie, you should have went, went for the, the head. head. And I think Stark feels bad because he lost Spider Man, because he lost his. He his, lost the kid. The kid he never he never. He had. said I couldn't save the kid. But oh, it tears there's me just up. so many little nuggets in these movies, and 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 I found a lot of them the second time because the first time it's going to be hype. You're going to it's spectacle. You we've been waiting for this for a year, but the second time I saw it, I was able to really appreciate. Even the smaller moments, like a lot of the dialogue. Yeah, it is the well, small moments. It's not yes. the big moments. Right. It's no. the small moments. I, I will say this movie. movie has one of the best 
most kick-ass moments of any movie, action movie in the last 10 years, though. It, it is filled with big moments and small moments. Like the one moment and, reminded yeah. me of when uh, Thor shows up in Infinity War. This yes. one takes that and yes. just slams it. And yeah. and the, um, I, I will say, and the... Um, the grand entrances and exits. They just are, yeah. are well and, done. And, and, and I love the way that they kept in in the, in the trailer where you see Captain tighten his shield. That's mm-hmm. just a great moment, man. Well, uh, is um, it spoiled? So oh, go ahead. Think, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, who do you think for performance-wise? Uh, I, I, I like Rudd. I like Renner because he... Renner does have a good arc he, in this one. He's... He was Oscar nominated for Hurt Locker. And he brings town. he brings a lot of that pathos into this performance which you don't think you're going to get in a superhero movie i also want to know is it spoilery to say that there's not a lot of captain marvel uh no i mean you but i will say she's better in this than because she's a smaller slice in in her own and and the thing is and again i watched captain marvel twice i enjoyed it more the second time i watched it Mm. but i would still say that she's just not interesting (laughs) but here she it's funny that, that she filmed these things before she filmed Captain Marvel. She filmed this stuff before nice. Captain Marvel. But yes, yeah, she she pops up and you know she's gonna pop up because she's because very she, powerful. Well you've seen her you've seen her in the trailer. Yeah, but you also know even before that she's gonna be a part of this movie because she's the most powerful Avenger, arguably next Ever. to Thor. No. Arguably next and, to Thor. Well, and she also has an integral part in this. Yes, and she does. And 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 I think that it is she's kind of like Ruffalo, where she's better in kind of a supporting dose and not a lead. Of course, this is not going to be the case. Captain Marvel made a bunch of money. They're going to make two or three more of those movies. But I find that and then she's in, better. In twenty years when or in ten years from now when she dies, you'll feel really sad. You will. And and it's the thing is that but see, I um I, I don't know because I immediately connected myself to Downey back in two thousand eight. And also, I'll tell you what really helped out with Downey, and, and even in that movie, was that his real life was kind of like Tony Stark's life, where he was right. this guy that had it all. Well, he remember the the first couple of movies, he's acting like he's drinking alcohol. He and is. And we all know that he wasn't he's actually not. drinking yeah. alcohol. And then and, and, they kind of got away from and that. And John Favreau had to elbow him into this role because the studio yeah. did not want him. He was bad news. And, I mean, uh, yeah. a fun story about Downey Jr. is that my dad, uh, one of his friend's daughters, was one of the people that was assigned to him mm-hmm. to go around with Robert Downey Jr. To make sure to, he didn't To drink. not leave his sight. He couldn't leave. She she followed him everywhere. And I, I thought, like, that's just crazy. But with this role, it kind of brought Downey Jr. He healed himself with this role. And yes, it, and, and, and that's why this one is so significant, I think. It is, and, and I'm glad that they leained on him. He's been in more of them than anybody. I know, yeah. I, I'm, well, I'm, I, maybe Nick Fury. I'm not sure. Well, he's been I'd in three Iron Man movies. He's been in three Avengers. He was in, he was in Homecoming. He was, he was in, in that Incredible Hulk movie. He was movie. Incredible Hulk. But that's see, I think, I think Nick Fury has Civil been, War, he was in that, so that's right? nine. Yeah. I think you're right about... Um, the acting, I think, uh, Downey Jr. tops, ScarJo second, and then I think it's a tie between Renner and Rudd. Well, you also have Evans. In See, there for me, I, 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 I shove Rev- Evans and, and, in there. It's Evans. Not, you notice we're not mentioning Ruffalo because it's a, he's it's hard. mostly the Hulk, and it's very hard to pin that down. See, but see, what see he's even, doing, even that was a spoiler. No, but... He, well, he ripped his shirt off. It's hilarious. I know, but, 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 that, but I was not seeing the trailers, though. It's uh, it's I mean, hard, and I give him credit for bringing personality and, to a CGI humor. character. It's just, I mean, he did what 
what you know Eric Bana and Norton could not even try to do. He right. he was able to tap into the dark parts, but he was able. I mean, the the the, the line from that he gives. It was like, you know, it got really dark for me. You know, I swallowed a bullet and he spit it out. That's still one of my best lines. And I, I just think that he tapped into that. But the more the movies have gone by, kind of like Thor uh, Hemsworth, he's been given more material, more range, more uh, depth. And well, I, I like they've it. They've had more. They it, totally <laughs> drop him in Black Widow, though. They totally dropped that one. Well, yeah. Like a, totally like yeah because you know you know because why? he because disappeared for he disappeared five years and and that attraction kind of i mean i i, I that happens a lot with where people you know especially they those have people their are, moment they look at each other they and do. they go i do i do what and, could have and, been and, and i think there's some things that you don't need to weigh on it if they weigh on that then it's three hours and 15 20 minutes so they and have to, they, they said have to it was three fifteen, and we got it down they got it down yeah, to that's 302 why, oh, that saved me i want to know I want to see the unedited version. I, Russo's, I know you're out there. I know well, you have yeah, a four-hour version. Well, yeah, they've done unedited versions of oh, all man. the other ones. Well, th- no, not the big ones. Let it's me see It's actually it. three hours and 47 seconds. Wow. Look at you. Oh, yeah. and uh, here, we should say this. You don't need to stay. There is no end credits. No, we And we all knew that yeah. going in, and nobody moved anyway. Because no. we were, I was picking my jaw up off the floor. I mean, actually, I, I, there is a sound effect at the end that, Harkens back to the first movie. I just oh, it's there it's is a, a great sound effect at the end that harkens back that from one of the very and first. See, this is things why in the movie. I am going to do a spoiler cast. Was was what what they did do in the finale was completely fitting to where they started and and what was really you know the 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 vein the blood going through this franchise's veins again. This is just I mean they had a lot to deal with and Steve McFeely, Christopher Marcus, the Rooster Brothers, Kevin Feige. They knocked it out of the park. So, did we mention that? It no. Edit it out. Okay. I would say no. See, this okay. is where I see. We almost have to just stop. Okay. I think, I think we, we've, okay. we've gone over it. But, you know, okay. and, and this is not getting on you, but I, I've had to catch myself. I would not say that because it's it's so dramatic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave what, everything we have in. I'm just, I have just bleeped what she just said. I think it is. Some people have said that and other reviews have not. I think it is so dramatic, and in fact, when the words come up and they, oh, they're like a second apiece, and they come yeah. up and you go, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I mean, it is the first twenty to thirty minutes. They kind of handle something, and you think, and they, oh man, this is kind of a, it, it, it's kind of a, it's not, it's not really a cop out. They're just trying to misdirect you, and I like that. I, I liked how they, they, they ended a thing, but then they, by going back, when you mess with time. As Tony Stark says, it messes back. Well, yeah. do you think? Okay, um, how about the Stan cameo? Uh, good, bad, uh, good, like but I, I thought it could have been for better. That one, I don't like the way that they did it for his last one. If this is his last one ever, he should have looked like Stan Lee. He should have looked like Stan Lee. And in, in the spoiler alert, they kind of he has a different hairdo, so I, I didn't really like they, it. They I, put him in makeup, and they, I love the Captain Marvel one because he was just sitting on the train, and he just looks at her, and she looks at him with a smile. That was. Awesome. So what about... Because they said that that he's not going to be in anymore. No, that's it. At least original, I mean, really made for that kind of thing. Even though Far From Home is still part of number three. Yeah, Kevin, Miss Mr. Keep changing your answer. So what do you think about the continuity? Uh, Many problems. Many problems. They... There's a line in Ragnarok where that's the last time we see Hulk until we see him in infinity war and he says something and then he says something in infinity war and it totally 
negates everything that is the Hulk Bruce Banner character in Endgame. And I have a problem with that. I also have a problem with time travel. Time travel is stupid. Time travel is dumb. It doesn't work. They even make fun of how ridiculous their idea is in the movie by naming every single movie that has time travel except one. Well, two, I guess. They can't mention X-Men because no. that's part they of their can't. world. But the one that they don't mention is the one that happens, which they don't mention the Terminator. See, I didn't mind the time travel because it allows them to go back. It, 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 it bookends all the great moments in the series, and this is where we can't go into it. I, I like the way they use it, I, and I know they using it was messy, but they also acknowledge that with the humor. And if you're going to do they that, do, they, that's good. I'm glad the, they use time travel. It's the Terminator version of time travel. Once it you is. go back in time, you start a brand new time. You start line. a whole new path in the river. And so that's what happens with the Terminator. So that's why Terminator Genesis is different from Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines. Those are two different timelines. And then when they go back to do the another Terminator reboot, it's going to be a different timeline. So every time they send Connor back, any of the Connors, if it's Sarah or if it's John or if it's the dad, it's a different timeline. So that is the timeline that they are using in this. And they say that Back to the Future is garbage. Oh, don't don't bet on sports. That's funny, but time time travel is stupid and there is since it's impossible they should have just not tried to explain it. If they would have not explained it, it would make it better than them trying to joke it away. I don't mind the away. time travel. I really don't. And, and and they have some fun with it. And it does allow them to connect all the plots of the movies. It is messy. Yeah, but don't try to explain it if you're going to explain it but wrong. But by doing that, that's what they're having fun with it. See, I, 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 I don't think that was a bad thing. But people like you may think it's a bad thing and may reveal too much. But for me, I, I, I'm not looking for it all to make sense. I'm looking for it how it makes me feel. Well, I uh, time travel makes my head hurt sometimes because they start going in directions. I'm like, wait a minute, that can't happen. Or it can't, and that and and that's why I and just they start... do create alternate timelines, and therefore it doesn't make sense that they ah. Oh. The know. butterfly effect is a thing that we know is a thing. The butterfly effect is thanks, Ashton a thing. Kutcher. But it. Uh, I they're I not consistent. They, I agree. they say one thing and then they they. It's all plot driven. It doesn't matter. Just, just as long as they get to the point where they're all going to have a big fight at the end. That big is fight. the only thing that matters. That was a super spectacular showdown. I will say. What do you guys think about the CGI? It was good. It's just, it's just, it's they're they're getting the better movies. at de aging people. Oh yeah. my God. Uh, can I say? Uh, no. no. Okay. No. So you okay. can't. Well, one, one character from the movie right before this looks absolutely horrible. In a de-aging movie. Right. Actually, two movies before the... Let's say two or three movies before the... Not, it's not from Captain Marvel. because no. Because, as we all know, Samuel L. Jackson looked great, and Clark Gregg looked absolutely like Horrible. a mannequin. But a character from two or three movies before this has a scene in the past, and he looks absolutely dumb and the wig is dumb and it's it they make him out to be a fool i don't kind of look like a Ken i don't think doll, I, like I don't a, think i'd say dumb. dumb i just think they had to make him look really young and you know it, it's a quick scene that I, I, I didn't mind it, it. It, it, his it face looked, was melting in that yeah scene. yeah well the one in this one which i'm not gonna say it looked like uh his early career <laughs> it did it, it, it looked like 1970s of this actor yeah yeah and, and his tv show but the cgi um hulk is good uh, Hulk is very good. Hulk that, is very good. 
and the details Thanos, of his face. Thanos has always Thanos has actually looked not better than this. Yeah. I think uh, there's expression and sorrow in Thanos's face. Yeah, because he realized what he did and the effects of what he did with his snap, and he's actually a better character. I I was talking to Max about this off the air, so this is brand new. The best characters that are villains because all superhero movies have villain problems because they're just either power or money hungry. These villains in the Marvel universe, I say Vulture, Killmonger, and Thanos all have reasons behind why they're doing this maniacal yeah, thing. They're driven. They're driven. And, and those three more than anyone else because Vulture is screwed by the, by the man and and he, which is connected to the Avengers. Right. And he's basically a hardworking guy who basically get, loses out on a big job right. and breaks bad. Killmonger thought he has a blood right to what he was given, and he has spent his whole life trying to better himself so he can become the leader that he thinks. He didn't know what happened to his dad. I mean, that's a terrible exactly. thing. He, and, he's torn apart at a young age. And, and when he finds out, he makes it his life mission to do what he thinks always, is right. The villains in these movies are always, they have as much depth as the, the, the heroes. And, 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 the and, and Thanos. Villain. As the Dark Knight told us. Thanos, wrong or right, believes he's doing the right thing. He does, yeah. And, and they even make, hey, I saw a pot of whales in the Hudson River today. The water's cleaner. People are not having food problems. Thanos had a point. He had a point. <laughs> he was trying to balance out the universe by lessening, you know, the the, the the overload of the people on on this on this planet who basically take away resources like food and water and gas. So if you take away half the people, you take away half the crime problem. You take away half the the well, over the really. Yeah. It didn't take care of half the crime problem in the uh, planet Earth. Well, I mean, I mean, really, it did. <laughs> I mean, except for the fact that that a certain character is going around just you know killing people. Well, he's killing bad people. I know, but even the bad people are like, we didn't mess with you, and we're not even really doing a lot. <laughs> but still, well, spoiler. <laughs> yeah. The uh, story I thought I thought was good, except uh, it does make your t- uh, head hurt when you're trying to It's going to, to though. I mean, this is though. a lot of movie. They are wrapping up. I don't care what they say about Spider-Man Far From Home. This is, they're wrapping up a lot of people's stories Sp- Spider-Man here. Far From Home is a breather. It's it's a, a breather, yeah. It is, it is a... It is a after dinner mint yeah. that you're going to have before a phase four ramps back after up after this big old uh, casserole, which is what I'll call uh, right. end game. But no, okay. I, so what about the casual fan? Do you think that they can go to this and no. enjoy themselves? There was a there was a person who I talked to after she had seen zero of the movies, none of not even Infinity War. No, she saw none, and she's like, "This is this was great. I'm going to go back and watch them now." She's going to watch 21 movies. Hey, you got time. She's got 59 hours. Good there for her. Go. I would say, if anything, you just need to watch Infinity War because it doesn't make sense. That leads right into it, yeah. I mean, if if that if you're the hyper-casual I, fan... I will say you should you watch Civil War too because you understand the discord when Tony tells uh, Banner in Infinity War that you know, Cap and I aren't talking. We had a big fight. Avengers broke up. So if I had to say two movies you had to see before, I'd say Civil War and then Infinity War. I was upset about uh, Civil War. I was like, why do they have to fight? They have to, because, because they have different they have philosophies. To, because they have to come to and, this point. And any theory that you've had 
I'm guessing 95% of the theories are wrong. My favorite theory theory was that uh, Ant-Man gets really small and climbs up yep. Thanos' butt and, and, then, expands. and then expands. And I do think giant Ant-Man is wasted in this movie because he, he doesn't gets really... He a really big part does, towards he, the end. But he doesn't do anything. He, he punches one people. thing, but he doesn't... He, he could take care of huge armies and whomever is in that of scene course. with one but he doesn't but they can't do that though they everybody has to get their moment i mean right. it, it's not ant-man though can you uh, uh specify your spoiler free highlights um yeah i mean i i, I think that robert Downey jr rightfully gets a big arc here he, he he gets the best one i mean he's the one that started out the trailer for the movie he's the one that kicks off this one in great form and i think that the way that they i, I think uh I mean, as far as highlights for moments or for yeah, just you're, you're, you it's know, you, hard. What, what, it's you, hard. I know. There's uh, a moment you, towards the end away. where I bowled my pants when, off both times I watched it. When and, there's a huge crowd of people. Yeah, there's a huge crowd of people, and it, it's a culmination of the entire movie. I mean, because movies at their best, they, they emotionally connect when they're done right. And because the movies before this have done such a great job, what happens in the end does grab your heart and it pulls on it. And I thought another great moment was, uh, let me think, um, Cap, I mean, Cap, I see, I, I, I like Cap's announcement. I, I thought it was great in a way that, that, you know, let's just say a torch is passed. I, I like the way they did that. Um, and also just the big moment and on the battlefield, because right when you think it's over, it just it escalates and it's just great. But the quieter moments too, like there's a moment, there's a tense moment between Iron Man and Captain in the first twenty minutes that I loved because it was honest. And um, the time with him on the ship, I think that 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 was very well explored with him and Nebula. <laughs> It's just fun. <laughs> when they're playing that game. Yeah. They're, they're, they, <laughs> no, they, don't say what it is. Yeah, I mean, they're playing a game, and Nebula is, like, grunting. Like, and Tony's but then like, she, she learns that. sportsmanship that way. I know. Yeah, it's great, though. But it Where just she goes, evolves as a character. I mean, to, to say my favorite moments, I, I like when they, as much as I like the kick-ass action moments, I like when they slow down. I, I liked, at the very end, at the big moment, the sun, the movie went quiet. There was no, there was no music, no. Let's just say, at a certain moment, there was no dialogue, there was no music. They knew what was happening, and especially when something on the, I'm, I'm gonna leave it alone. Well, I particularly like their sense of family. Mm-hmm. They had uh, there some of more them, than one person yes. says family. Well, yeah, well, yes, well, well, they, they do, well, and then they yeah. some of them have their own families. I'm not going to say, and then some of them, uh, the Avengers are their, are family. their family, and so that to me that was a really good thing. I think the women overall. There's a scene that calls strong. back to uh, Infinity War. It is this. It is the exact same scene. But this time it's on a more grand scale. Yes, and I think the the, the kick ass women, we mm-hmm. gotta we gotta give you know props to them, and I I will say uh, it does have so much fun with uh, humor, but you you always but they have a lot of heart in it. A lot of heart. So those were. Those were my favorite things of the movie. Without the heart, the action does is meaningless. You have to be able to believe and connect to these characters, or else you're just watching stuff blow up. And it's just surprising when how they the the, the attention to detail in this was to me epic. 
It was. It was made it epic because there's little nuances. If you're familiar with all the movies, so many Easter eggs and so many connections, callbacks. Yes, it's gonna need. Yeah, it's gonna need a couple viewings. To, and you've seen it twice. I've seen it twice, and, and and second time you do pick up a lot more because you're not blown away by the hype and wondering what's gonna happen. It's like when you go to watch. Like if you look at a painting the first time, you're you're just you're blown away by the central image. The second time you look at it, you're looking at all the little tiny details the artist put in there. Yes, you and... you, you, you pick up a lot. That, that you didn't see the first time, because you're wondering what's going to happen. So then when you know when you know what happens, the second viewing is just kind of like going back and, you know, it's like going back to the buffet bar building that second plate. you got more time. I really do think it's a remarkable achievement for what all they accomplished. Uh, what are some of your favorite quips and lines that we're not going to spoil anything <laughs> about? I, 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 I loved the, the line where one character tells another, He's an a, idiot, a, isn't a, he? A, a million dollars can't buy a second of time. Because that's just, that relates, everybody can relate to that. Right. Like I, if you've ever lost somebody too young, you know, you, 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 if you had a million dollars, you couldn't buy a second of time. Right, that's a beautiful line. I like um, their their focus on Captain America's backside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, one character now. very aggressively <laughs> says, "Yeah, that's America's ass," <laughs> which got a huge, huge laugh. And I, and and then I also like. I don't think this is spoiling anything. It was between him and a tree. <laughs> and and also, it's just funny where where you know Captain America is fighting somebody. And he, and, and he, and he can't he can't hear sudden. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I like also their <laughs> nicknames for everybody because they do. When you said average size person for Paul, hello, Rudd, average he takes, size man. He takes the brunt of it. I mean, they're calling A him lot. every every little tiny. Uh, I'm uh, Ant Man. You want my picture? There's a great moment mm, in the movie no. where let's just say one <laughs> character hands another character two tacos. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was great. It's just such a good little moment. The music is on point. They open up with Mr. Fantasy, one of my favorite songs, which was played. This is how much of a nerd I am in the rock star trailer, the Mark Wahlberg movie. Hey, Mr. Dear Fantasy. Mr. Fantasy Dear by Mr. Traffic. Whatever. Steve gonna, Winwood. Was, Dave Mason. I was going to say Traffic. I was getting to that. But they, right. they used that movie in the beginning. I was like, yeah, it's such a good such a good song. And then, of course, the Guardians and come actually, and get the, your the love. The ending of the song is better than the, in the, in the beginning, but they never play the ending. Seeing, seeing the... Uh, no, I'm not going to say. Who, who did Come and Get Your Love? Redbone. That's right. I knew no, it was, a number five song. That's just it didn't even know. Yeah, but it's just it it comes at the perfect time. It's just like such a little breather, you know. Just callback. Yeah, just uh, just so much fun. I just think that um, everything that we're saying and uh, what other critics have said, this is going to be the it's going to smash box office records. I really think that if you've seen the movie, you will know everything that we're talking about, and if you you've not, yeah. You will not be spoiled. Podcast. I mean, really, especially written reviews are one thing, but nobody should listen to a podcast about this movie. Just go watch it, because then you can listen to a review and you can appreciate what we're like. You said what we're saying a lot more than if you hadn't seen the movie. Well, we're we're agreeing with America in terms of like you know, just because you're a critic doesn't mean you only like highbrow stuff. You like the popcorn. Movies I did not as well. see any of the highbrow critics at our screening. No. No, I put I, I put a tweet out there, and I was well. The one thing I really hate is that when other people tell people what kind of movies they should like, it's okay to like 
the indie movies. It's okay to like the big popcorn movies. And here is what's really going to blow your mind. It's okay to like both. Well, the negative reviews, A.O. Scott from the New York Times. He sucks. He, he gave it a backhanded compliment. Oh, he did? And I'm like, oh, well, I guess we, we, we get it. We get it, Mr. Scott. You do you know, not like this movie. You know, and, and that's when people, if you don't like a movie, you know, don't be afraid just to go, I didn't like it. Like, I, I had a lot of problems with No Country for Old Men. I didn't like what they did halfway through that movie. I hated it. I, I hated it. Oh, there's highbrow stuff that I can't stand. The, the crying game and the piano. I like the piano. The English patient. The ending of the piano is so perfect, though. Yeah, I'll give it that. But uh, <laughs> the, the English patient, oh, my God, nails on a chalkboard. I've never nails. seen the English patient. It's oh. so slow. Sand, so much sand. It's like Dr. Shivago was no, sand. No, it's like uh, I could look clones. at Ray Fiennes for like years after I watched I was like, I, I watched you in slow motion for like three hours. Sand gets everywhere. But everybody has different tastes. Everybody, uh, uh, Every team. movie is somebody's favorite movie. Right. Like, it doesn't matter like, what it is. Like, for example, I love John Favreau's chef more than anybody on this planet. I mean, oh, that Jeff movie. Ritter might give you a run for I mean, your that money. movie, I watched that movie I know you like six that years movie. ago, and I was just like, and every time I watch it, I get a little something extra from it. I mean, the father and the son stuff, but I put that on my top five, and people are like, oh, are you, you nuts? Like, It's a small indie film that not a lot of people saw. And, and also, mm-hmm. End of Watch. I love that movie, too. Yes. I like End of Watch. Yes. Now, I think what very we... Very realistic cop movie. What we do the best is we uh, highlight movies that people should see because there's a lot of content out there. What should people and we see? Also and I think the little ones. Yeah, that's what I think. I think it's good that we tell people what you should spend your time and money on. I, yes, you should spend your time and money on the Avengers. And Dan says you should see it in IMAX 3D. Yeah, I, I will say I, I'm not a big 3D fan, but in this movie where stuff literally does come flying off the screen at you, and a lot of the action scenes and the way when Tony Stark does his little wizardry with his computer and stuff, it does kind of have a good effect on you if you're sitting there and with 3D. You, well, I mean, when the, when the scene, hammer spins around, I said, yeah, that would look cool in 3D. Like there was one scene where somebody walks across carrying something and I looked across the theater. And I was like, oh, I thought you was that's when he was going to their seats. I think uh, the the hammer is really cool in terms of all. There, the, oh yeah, there's a line, but I can't say it. It's right. just where it's like, yeah, you get this. Well, in, like in 2008, yeah. I put Iron Man and The Dark Knight on my top ten I list, and list I am I, taking a bold prediction that this will probably be on my top ten list. I like Iron Man better than The Dark Knight. Mike, oh look, look at everyone. That's a hot take. Look at everyone, <laughs> because me. you know why. Iron Man was fun. It was fun. Iron it Man was. was fun, and Dark Knight was, first of all, too long, too many villains, and too broody for me. If they would have okay. taken out the whole, you could have given Two-Face a whole different I movie. Know, but it they, should have been they just him, the Joker. They did yes. him right, though, because he was the guy. Yes, that's it, That was two movies. He was the white knight that, that Joker turned to bad. And that, that, that in turn yes. flipped the but, whole plot. But that it could have made sense in Dark Knight Rises also. See, and, and uh, which I think which would have been better if Two Face was in Dark Knight Rises. That would have been a much better movie. Yeah, I'm the so. I'm the only critic that likes Dark Knight Rises. I, I, I love Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I understood. Hardy, I understood Tom, Tom, Hardy. Tom Hardy perfectly. He's a great Bane. I mean, Bane. Uh, that's the way Bane talks. <laughs> Tom Hardy, I can't wait to have him back on screen because he's one of. He's well, he'll probably be in a Marvel movie. My he favorite, is. but uh, I'm also... he said my already is in a bad one, Venom. I'm, oh, Ooh. oh, Ooh. yeah, we 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 forgot that. Oh one. yeah, Sony's not going to let that. Uh... 
Uh, one of the things, one of at yeah, the end of the that. year, it did well. Good okay, for that. guys, at the end of the year, how do you think uh, this is going to do in terms of year end awards? Do you think it's good because no. Black Panther won four awards last yeah, year? Yeah, but they the were Oscars. all technical. Do you think this one's this gonna... could win best special effects? This is if it, this is tracking well and, and with critics and the box office, it's going to be hard to deny at the end of the year. I think it might Would even you... editing. Could you well? For three hours, this also could have been two movies. Remember the original idea was Infinity War Part 1 and Part mm-hmm. 2? They they actually had enough for three movies with Infinity War and Endgame. What the heck with that? Just give us all one of them. Really? Don't, don't, that was don't, two and a half, the, and this was three. Don't do the Twilight thing where you just spread it out to make money. Oh, that does just ruin the Twilight series for me because I'm a girl, and I what? do like just, the Twilight. Just, oh. don't, don't, don't make me wait Stop. a year to watch that. But movie. Breaking Dawn was bloated, and the two putting the two I in. quit I after think, Eclipse. I, I didn't think, see I, the I last think this three. movie is well, going last... to have an Infinity War effect. It's going to be just as good at the end of the year. Now, as far as now, Now, qualifying... hold on. If you remember a year ago... Black Panther outshined and out overshadowed Infinity War. It did. So, do you think Captain Marvel is not going to do that? No. And Spider Man Far From Home is probably not going no. to do that. And there are not going to be any more until next year. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what that'd be. So, this is the Marvel movie of the year. Infinity War was on my top 10 list. I mean, I, I really like it. Was Black Panther? Uh, it was not. I mean, I I, I Black liked Panther it a, is a hard second watch. I, I well, I mean, I, I liked it a lot. I just think with the way they they co- cohesively told that Infinity War and the way they made a villain someone that you can you can empathize with and understand and how a good Josh Brolin was was unconventional. And a lot, a lot of superhero movies don't do that. You know that they don't give the villain front and center piece in a movie like that. But um, I thought it held up on second and third and fourth viewings better than Black Panther. Black, Black Panther's got the white savior problem. Black Panther with, um, is Martin trumped Freeman. up by a great Michael B. Jordan. I yes. Mean, and the rest of them, yes. I mean, nothing against Chadwick Boseman. Once you know, well, sure, he's the star. Shuri's he's the star. The, no, Shuri. Yeah. He's Princess Shuri is great, the yeah. smartest scientist in all of the Marvel she was Cinematic Universe. You're right. Yeah, she, she's was my, she she's was my favorite. She's smarter than Banner. She she's is. smarter and than she Stark. she has the best line. She goes, hit it again. And then it gets him across the room. Um, yeah, why, are you wearing, why are you wearing those? <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's great in Infinity War. Yeah, she too. is. She is. And, but, yeah. but, but I do think that Michael B. Jordan's out of this, and that just tells you how good he is and how the sync that he has with Ryan Coogler right now, they need to make more movies together. Um, that did trump up that movie, but I think cohesively, Infinity War was just a phenomenal watch. Yes. And I think this one just kind of has that same Well, picture. now, is it a better watch now that you know how it turns out? Um, yes, I think they go together really well, and I, I, I like the way they connect. Do you like the fact that there are two movies between them? Um, I think I always think of Ant Man and the Wasp was a separate journey, except for the very, very end credits, of course, which well, connects the, to this the whole movie. quantum realm. The quantum realm. Yeah, you don't have that. And, you don't have Endgame. You do, yeah. So the plot right. part of that movie, but yeah, I mean, I think it fits in. Ant Man and the Wasp was a lot better than Ant Man. I think it's just a more mm. more fun movie. I, I mean, I watched it last night with my son, and it, every time I watch it, it flows better. I I, I like the villain. Ghost. Yeah. It, and, and Michael Pena yeah. put him Michael in the Pena movie. Is great and, and Walter Goggins tip. is great. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, 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 I just I like love T. the line I as well. Too. I just love where he goes. Yeah, if you put a dime in the jukebox, you got to let the whole song play. I just <laughs> love that. And really, if, if nobody, if Marvel wants to help people that have watched the movies, they need to have Luis do a whole twenty-one movie 
this synopsis. It might well, take about well, 30 minutes. What you were saying before is that they filmed Captain Marvel after she filmed Endgame. Yeah. They filmed Ant-Man and Wasp at the same time as yeah, they were yeah, filming yeah. Endgame. Yeah, so I, mm. I think Ant-Man and the Wasp was a nice little um, like a appetizer that is, that round between ap- the movies. And then Captain Marvel. If Anyone that says you should watch First Avenger and Captain Marvel before Iron Man... Do not listen to them. They're dumb. No, I mean, right. yeah, there's such you're a correct. separate movie. I mean, oh, Captain man. Marvel, all you have to know is that, oh, yeah, okay, she's badass, she's powerful. No, because the, you get the whole story of it. It harkens back to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It harkens back to and the And also Kree. Nick Fury, yeah. And Nick Fury and Coulson. It's good to see Coulson again. I, I think you really, if you have a chance, you should watch as much as you can before you watch Endgame. Well, a one and two. Because things are just not... going to make sense. Some stuff you're just going to go, why are these two characters? Why am I supposed to feel this far? You're supposed to feel because of this film. And well, so I I will say one and two. The uh, Age of Ultron I thought was just a bunch of flying actually. Concrete. Oh, Age of Ultron is better, better on a second viewing. It does, and especially it also now. Has, I, I told somebody yesterday if you're going to watch three films, I said that's the first one. You watch that. You watch Civil War. You watch Infinity no, War. No, the the Avengers is the perfect. End cap for any of this, these but phases. But also, a lot of what happens in, in, in Infinity War in this movie is what Tony saw and the ways in he got he got paranoid. And also, it separated the Avengers, which thus made them vulnerable. Because if you realize, but Civil War takes place. There's Ant Man after yeah. Ultron, and then there's Civil War. So it's they're fragile after Ultron. It's basically known on the, the other movies is, is, is the Germany episode is what Civil War is known as. Hey, hey remember me? Germany? We met in Germany. What a German- hey, hey, man. Oh, remember I know you know that. The Ber- the Berlin <laughs> airport. Remember that? <laughs> oh, I know yeah. you know that. That's a pencil line. That is, that is a good scene. Plus, it was the introduction so of Lynn, Spider-Man. So, what else do we have to talk about? Was that and actually, actually, it was also the introduction of Black Panther. It was, Civil yeah. War is an Avengers movie, minus Hulk and Thor, plus so, uh, Black Panther and Spider-Man. Civil War had probably one of the most underrated fight scenes where they go up, where they all go up against Bucky. And it, the way that that, that, oh, that, yeah, that, that, that Panther go, at the goes end. down the stairwell and mm-hmm. just kind of does that parkour movement, that was badass. And then Iron Man comes out with his little... Beamer and blaster, and it's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And then uh, I think Scarlet jumps up on his neck. I mean, it's just that's a very that was the Russos kind of really putting their foot down because we all know Winter Soldier was great, but when oh, they made Winter a great Soldier Civil so War, I is. mean, those guys, those guys really are the anchor of the MCU. They made four of arguably the best movies. You're right. I think so. Not including Avengers and, and the first Iron Man. Well, speaking of wrap-ups, if you watch the Jimmy Fallon music video, it's, it's like and, the... and don't think that they were all together. They did. They no. filmed all of their no, things yeah. individually over the course of probably months. And some of them are really into it. And, and they've been on all the talk shows. You know, credit to them. They don't really have to promote this movie to make money. Uh, but it's probably it, contracted to yeah, be obligated to yeah, do Yeah, they're contracted. But they do look like they're having a good time together doing it but we didn't start the fire the billy joel song mm-hmm. they do it in the brady bunch grid and it's, no they do it comic book style yeah you're right you're right but yeah and the, then at the way that, that ends is very beautiful it is it is you got to stay for the watch the whole thing it's only two minutes ends. long yeah but it's all over the internet entertainment weekly has it on their website youtube and look it up and it's jimmy fallon so of course it's fun J- jimmy jimmy fallon i tell you he what, does be- fun stuff before well. before he had that show that tonight show i i was not a fan but now he gets on that show. You didn't and, like him on Late Night? Um, I, I thought he was okay, but I didn't think he was he able was to be himself and have his own show. You, you could tell it, it was kind of a 
it was kind of a Trump down Jimmy Fallon on, mm-hmm. on the Tonight Show. His, he gets to kind of expand. His bits more. are good as interviews. Are he not. is, and you know, he he he, he can't kinda, interview. Uh, well, you know, he was he, he no because he's not interviewing them. He's just well, having a conversation. The problem with is them. interviews. He comes off as like a, a big a kid sometimes, fanboy. But when they have fun, like the little arm wrestling thing he did with yeah. Jason Statham was hilarious. The the what is the it? The bits are gun? good. It's just that it's kind of like Conan O'Brien when he started out. He the bits were funny, yeah. but the interviews. But as they go on, they as, will get better. I mean, really, there's. I mean, if you can't be David Letterman, you got to be something else. So you have fun with it. No, I that's think Jimmy Fallon. Kimmel is David yeah. Letterman. Oh, I, I miss Letterman. He, to me, he was the best. He but, was. But it's just for me, I think he does have a lot of fun with it, and that's good. You know, again, you, you don't want to emulate somebody if you can be your own thing. I mean, he has some of the best fun. Like when they dunk each other with water. And, mm-hmm. and, are the eggs? The eggs. The eggs are great. And I and I don't watch his show. I don't watch. I don't. The only one I still watch is Conan. But when I do watch bits, that's only, I, I do it's think only five fun. minutes now. I don't watch. I don't watch any late night anymore. I used to love Conan. I used to love when Letterman kind of left. I kind of. I have not watched watching. anything regularly since Dave left. And I, I got. I saw Dave in the nineties, the two thousands, and the tens. David Letterman was my favorite. I've watched he was it great from because day one. one of the best things he ever did was with Paris Hilton, where he said, "She said, I don't want to talk about this." He said, "He's like, that's all I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's just some of the greatness of Dave." He didn't care. Actually, one of the times that I saw Dave, Evangeline Lilly was there. You can hear me go woo because she's uh-huh. talking about she had a line of clothing, and. Dave's like, Dave's like, oh, are you wearing any of this clothes? And she's like, I'm wearing a that bra that I made right there. And you can hear me in the balcony go, woo! Uh-huh, that's so a, I was there with Wasp. Uh-huh. I uh, uh, saw uh, uh, one Letterman. I was at one taping of Letterman. And the guest, and this was 2004, Thanksgiving week. And I was celebrating my 50th birthday. Hmm. And my son Tim and I got got in got in there, and I knew exactly where to go because when people run into the right. uh, at Sullivan Theater, I said we're going to go for the other side. Everybody else was running to the one side, mm-hmm. and so we were in like second row. And then they were going to have this camera pan, so yeah. I said, "Here we go." You have to stand. Sure. I... And and we were we were waving, but it was Jason Bateman, Whoopi Goldberg, and Marilyn Manson. Oh wow! What song? But actually, uh, he was pretty good with the interview. First time I went, it was Sigourney Weaver and Steely Dan, and we heard them do Josie for sound check. But that's not what they did on the air. The second time I went was Evangeline Lilly and some artist I don't remember. And then the third time I saw it was Dave's last. It was the 30th last show, and it was um, Al Franken and Billy Eichner, and it was Dave's last remote piece. Where he and Bill, they did Billy on the street with Dave. With Dollar Bills. Oh, so funny. And uh, I, uh, Alan Coulter, that was when he was wearing the Elvis Mm -hmm. suit. And Paul Schaefer was a master watching him during the commercial breaks. Mm -hmm. It was so fun. But uh, I ran into Alan Coulter one day crossing, uh, uh, you know, because my youngest son Mm -hmm. lives in New York. So I was crossing and I ran into, Alan Coulter, he who was holding a banana. I saw Nipsey <laughs> Russell just walking down the street in New York. <laughs> and so I, I told him, I said, I was at the Letterman when you were wearing the Elvis suit. And he was like, oh, good one. <laughs> hey, speaking of Marvel, when I went to see Conan during his last couple shows, I like going during the last ones. I His last late night show, it was the second week of his, before he left, John C. Riley was the guest. And he... Uh, well, we cannot say what happens to John C. Riley in uh, Endgame because we don't know, 
but probably John C. Riley was in Guardians of the Galaxy on Which Kandar. He oh, he's on Kandar, and he's the one with the purple wife, and that's why he lets Quill and everybody go. And remember, they have that exchange at the very end. What if I want to steal something? Well, that's illegal, and you'll be arrested. What if I really, really want it? Rocket is saying this to John yeah. C. Riley. You don't remember that? I don't remember John C. Riley. Really, John don't. C. Riley is is part of Nova Corps. With Glenn Close is his boss. Glenn, oh yeah, oh yeah, you're right. I remember. Yeah, but it, it was so. It was the first one. First, yeah, so first distant. Guardians. It's just so distant. Yeah, yeah. He he was the one that they, they almost kind of like they kind of leave right. hanging. He don't wanted. They? He Quill called him to have Nova Corps stop. I Ronan the Accuser. Close. I mean, I, I, and, and that's where really I, I need to watch the Guardians. There's 22 movies. Out. I know. There's a lot. You're right. There well, are 22 movies. There is. It would be. I love movie. Michael well, Rooker in those um, movies. Jimmy Kimmel on ABC. He's um, the he, one that's going to get them all because it's it's, it's ABC. It's ABC. It's Disney owned by Disney, and so therefore he does the best with all the because Avengers. he gets them at a t- group at a time. But I will say because I do watch Colbert, he has had them on for individually. Question. Yeah, he's had them on, but he also does bits with them. They said like. Ask a que- there's a segment ask a question mm-hmm. and so they were asking the Avengers questions so they're all doing it so because th- used to be just Kimmel mm-hmm. had them right but well, now they're the, it's the biggest movie in the world right and do either of you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. no no I don't either but I want to throw this out there Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been to space and Coulson has died again because he died in Avengers and then spoiler alert from Five, 15 years ago he dies in Avengers but he wasn't they didn't bring him back for any movies because in the movie world he's dead but now he has died on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well but he's coming back their new season starts in May so all this is going to like happen and they said that this new season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to take place one year after the snap oh so that is very intriguing to me Yes. And especially the way that would tie into this movie. That would. Because we can't talk about anything about this movie. But I think that's, that actually makes me want to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. more because one year after the snap is kind of interesting to me. Yeah, yeah I think so. Well, Jim Bass watches it. So well, there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of people can explore that. There's the, 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 those, the time between that. The, the, there's, there, is a, there is a jump in this movie, so they can get in there and explore that. Also, well, also, they don't include anything from, uh, they don't include anything from the Netflix series. They do include a character from one of the TV series. Only one, and that person is the only character that is in that was on the ABC shows that has now been incorporated to the movie and not the other way around. And I'm not going to say who it is, but you'll go, it is a very nice callback to something if you watched any of the. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Okay, you have to. Starts with I will a J. tell you. Yes. You have to, you'll have to tell me that because even definitely... when I was in the dark about that, I wouldn't look that up. Yeah. So, uh,. Fun fact, Clark Gregson's married to Jennifer Grey. Yes. I thought I'd just Baby. throw that out there. Uh, no so uh, there's an internet article about when to take a pee break in Avengers. Do what I did. Don't eat or drink anything before the movie and then I, go to the movie again, go to the bathroom right before. I did. I did exactly that. Uh, me not having coffee in the morning is like me not getting air. And on, on, on Tuesday when we watched this movie, 
I did not drink anything, and I had to go to the bathroom because at a certain point, if you don't go to the bathroom, it's going to decrease your enjoyment of the movie. You think about having to go pee and pee. So you I went, actually went at the best time. You missed and, nothing. And, and there is a moment where— You almost missed Stan's cameo. I though. almost missed Stan's cameo. I came running down. I mean, I literally was like Usain Bolt down that hallway. And we were like, we were like, damn, and no, And really, but I knew I was going to watch it again, and maybe even a third time. So— that there is a part, and see, and I, you I watched it. You watched it again, and didn't have to pee at all. And so, it's did crazy. you miss anything? Um, well, I mean, when, when I watched the first time, the second time, the first time, the uh, second time, did you say, "Oh, oh here's yes. what I missed"? There, there, there was a moment, and it's one of the one of the moments in the final TV spots teasers between Captain America and Iron Man. A dialogue because let's just say that that course they're gonna run into problems in their mission in this movie, mm-hmm. and they have to kind of re uh, call an audible. And, well, yeah, they have to. Uh, they have. Let's. How do you I mean, say it without spoiling anything? Well, really, they have to. Make a plan. They, 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 let's just say that they have to go from one spot in history to another spot that's way back. They they go back to the so um, they they do that. And I wouldn't was, say that either. No. Yeah, All no. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they, they, let's just say mm-hmm. that they they have to call an audible in their time jump, and yes. it's a great little dialogue between Iron Man and Captain. That I the first time I was like, man, they, they, they didn't have that really good thing. Where in the trailer where he goes, "Do you trust me?" and Captain America goes, "I trust you." And so that and was you the missed part. That, when that you was peed. the part I missed, and really, it didn't. I mean, it did. The second time I went watched, it, I was like, okay, all that kind of makes sense. But I picked it up the first time too. And, and that internet article is just going to make everyone go to the bathroom at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I then w- it's going to be a crowd in the bathroom, and then you're going to miss something I, I, anyway. I will well, say I- that it played a lot better the second time when I did not have to go. So you don't don't drink anything. Don't Two hours before, and then pee right before the movie exactly. starts. Well, um, I had to go and exactly the hour mark, and that was a good time to go because I missed nothing. I will say there was a moment that I could say that would have been better. It involves Thor and a woman. It depends on how, it depends on what characters you like. I, I know, but this one, I, the only part of the movie that, and this is the spoiler cast, the part of the movie I didn't, I thought dragged on too long, was between Thor and let's just say a woman actor that just kind of i was like okay we can just keep get to, to, you know, move ahead i say that's a part that you probably get up in but that you have to wait for the spoiler cast well i think uh, i can't remember exactly when i went but i went right before the hour mark and i came back and i asked the security person i go How, what time is it and she goes it's just been an hour and i go good and yeah. i went in and i didn't miss a thing they say do not go the last half no I would agree. no don't go i mean I, w- I would say the first hour is the best time to go because the last like hour and 15 minutes is where that movie just kicks into gear and if you leave you're going to miss something well, substantial my daughter over the last three weeks has been watching the first 21 films oh, and awesome. so she has now seen them all and she said okay daddy i have to go to school today but it was late start and i she said okay we're gonna try to fit in infinity war today and then i said okay and she's like what can we skip and i said nothing it's all plot infinity war is all plot and she's like, even the battle scenes, I'm like the lines that they say in the battle scenes are still plot too. And I would say Endgame's the same. It is they cram a lot. The directors, the Russo brothers, have said that 
It is a lean three hours. It is. It is a lean. It does not seem like three hours. There, it doesn't. There aren't any places where it really drags. It doesn't. I mean, and, and even the place that I'm talking about was just a little bitty dialogue-driven moment where I thought... Yeah, but they, you can't pee in 45 seconds. No, you can't. Oh, I can. <laughs> no, but you have to get up out of your seat. I know. And then yeah. go leave I, and I, then come back. I, I will say this is when they say that there's not a lot of good opportunities to... There aren't. I mean, this there is a movie where, we, is, where you don't want to miss anything. They are correct. It is lean, and it is nothing but plot. It is. I would uh, venture that uh, this is going to be not just the biggest movie of this weekend, but it's going to it's going to dominate for probably the whole summer. Month? Don't you think? No, yeah. no, because mm-hmm. Spider Man comes out in July. I say that this will dominate for two months. It'll be in the top two months? three. I'll say it'll be in the top three. It won't be top one. It'll be there for a while. About three weeks. Three I weeks. Say three weeks. I, I'd say three but or four weeks. But what's coming out after this? That Nothing is... really. Well, Star Long Wars shot. in December. Well, Long shot is going to have a nice little take in, but no, it's, it's not, not. going to be like that. Oh, I, I think it's going to be. A I hit. don't think Long Shot will. I'll. No. Sell Endgame. No, I think it'll be no, like I, I said it's that, alternative. That, that, that as an alternative, it's going to yeah, make when, some money. When your seven theaters are sold out of Endgame, you're going to go see Longshot. But, 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 but there, there is a crowd that doesn't watch these movies, and and, and that's going to be a comedy that they're going to go watch. So, but as far as being number one, I mean, Endgame's going to be there for three to four until weeks. until Spider Man comes out. Perhaps, yeah. No, when's Dark Phoenix come out? June, I think. Okay, and that is the first. Fox movie that is under no, Disney control. I have no hope for that. And movie. it is the last one too. It is the last one of these guys because even though I, I will watch it for Michael Fassbender's Magneto, but that's about. And it. Sophie Turner is good. I like Sophie Turner. I think Sophie Turner is okay. I, I I'm not going to say she she's hampered by the Game of Thrones role. But J Law J Law's in it too again. I, I think J Law's cashing a paycheck. In the no, last one. she said she liked the story, or else okay. she wouldn't have done it. Because no, Apocalypse, like, oh. she was like this. Can I go to the yes. bank? But she's barely in Apocalypse. Oh, and Apocalypse uh, was so bad. Oh, I hated Apocalypse, but I loved the first two. I loved the dynamic of McAvoy. You're saying first two as Days in like the future's past. No, seven no, no, no. That. Days I'm of talking. Future's Past is a well-executed oh, yes, movie. Yes, yes, it is. I, I, I love that Which movie. made me have hope for Apocalypse. Yes. And then Apocalypse sucked. And then oh, just yeah. listen to an Oscar Isaac uh, interview where he just... He talks about that film like George Clooney talks about Batman and Robin. Well, you know oh. what? Olivia Munn, I wanted her to do well in a superhero movie. And then that movie was... Uh, From the first five Oshawa minutes. Scene, because she's so I, good on Newsroom, too. This is my friend's theory. The first five minutes of a movie sets the tone. And if, you, if I don't know what the hell's going on, or if... It's just stupid, ridiculous, bombast, loud. Uh, it was. Uh, I will. It was. It was horrible. The first part of uh, Apocalypse, I was like, this is ridiculous. But the what I'm talking about, the first two, fla- should I say flashback ones? The young ones where they, McAvoy and that Fassbender. That would be uh, First Class. Yes. And then Days of Future Past where the two timelines converge and then they basically retcon out last stand because they didn't have anything to do with that one. But again, it's the and they, and they keep making fun. The third movie always sucks. Well, and then they it, dis- it, make it, it disappear. Oh, it did. Which was the Dark Phoenix story. Which was, if you want to talk about like the Iron Man, Chris Evans dynamic, the D- Downey Jr., Chris Evans, McAvoy and Fassbender have that. They do. I just love watching them together. They do. It's Agreed. A, yeah. Except I did not, I didn't like the fact that they... This is a spoiler if you haven't seen any of the X Men movies in the next round. That they cripple uh, 
Professor X in the first movie. I thought they would do it in the second movie. I thought it was a cop-out to cripple him in the first movie. I thought it was a well-seen, well-filmed moment, though, the way it happened. But, but he was walking through the entire movie, and then the, yeah. then you have to put him... It would have been a little different if they would have For moved me, it I knew later. it was coming. Because so you knew there was going to be three of them. I knew it was them. coming, so I was like, okay, you can do it there. It's a good you, ending. You knew there were going to be three of them, and so it made sense if it... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, and then you and got now Jack, there's going to be four. I know. And then you got Jackman showing up in Famke Jansen. Always breaks my heart. We got to. We, 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 we got to. So yeah, what else we do we have went, to get to? Well, Nothing. Um, okay. So this is going to be the big movie. There are two indie openings this weekend. Um, I had issues with my screeners, screening links. So I have not seen them. It's Stockholm with Ethan Hawke. It's about the reason we have Stockholm the Stockholm yeah. Syndrome. Mark Strong is in it. And then A Wild Nights with Emily, with Molly Shannon playing the poet Emily, Emily Dickinson. Dickinson. It looks to be kind of a role that might, if she's really good in it, it might come around Oscar time. But she's, she, the makeup and the way she looks and the way that they're, the spin they're doing on it, it might. It screams to me like something I should watch. I, I, would, be happy, I would be happy for Molly Shannon to Yes, she has, be been, cool, yeah. she has been doing really She's good hung around. work the mm-hmm. last 10 years. Like She has a great little arc on an HBO show called Divorce with Sarah Jessica Parker, mm-hmm. which she's very good on. Yes, she has been really uh, doing excellent work in all these indies. She was the mom in, oh, the Dying Cancer movie, the Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Yeah. 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 And uh, she won a Spirit yeah, Award John for that Bernthal movie she did with Jesse Plemons. And John Bernthal was not a villain, and he was very, very good. John Bernthal. And John Bernthal, he, he plays a mix of characters. People just know him from The Walking Dead so much that, yeah. you know. Well, like, he's, I, like he's in the account, he wasn't a bad guy. In Punisher, he's basically just a, an anti-hero. Um, I, I, I Wind like, River, he's a good guy. Wind River, he he plays a tragic but very good part. And also in the Wolf uh, Wolf of Wall Street, he's very good. But in this one, in Where Me and Earl, Dying Girl, pen. it is he <laughs> plays. You, you, you the, need a pen? There you go. He plays a history teacher, the coolest. He's good history teacher. So anyway, getting back to um, Molly Shannon. So it's worth seeing for Molly Shannon. However, they sent me the wrong movie link, and I will. But, um, Dang, I, I, I have rescued the right movie link and will forward it to you. And it's and we'll wo- talk about it next so, week. And yeah, it's we'll a wonderful eighty-five minutes long too. So that's good. We're, we're going to talk about it next week because that way we'll have caught up. Well, actually, also next. Next week is Long Shots, which I've which already seen. You've already seen. I don't think I'm going to be able to see it because I'm going to watch it on Monday because of Game Three of the second round of the NHL playoffs. Is on what is the screening is Monday, and that is Game Three well, in Dallas. What time does it start? We don't know yet because the NHL has no. I think it's at eight thirty. That game did, did, did in they, Dallas. Did they released the times for the first five. Oh, because games. Uh, Toronto's out now. Yeah. Because they have, they have the weird 2 p.m. on Saturday, then because you have all they, the other ones. Because they're gonna, I think they're gonna do the New York so game. So if it's 8:30, I'm, I'm gonna go see Long Shots. I think it's an hour and 40. It is. Um, can I say this? You uh, can without ruin the embargo. There's, there's, there's no embargo on it. Oh, no. there isn't. Fabulous. Really smart. So smart. Charlotte. Do you agree that Charlize Theron would fall for Seth Rogen? Yes. She has totally campaigned plausible. on articles that she she's she's tired of being single. Uh, it's totally plausible, and I can't ruin it. Spoiler free, uh, how they set it up. Well, totally, yeah, they were totally. They went to school together. Yeah, totally plausible. And that's very. And, and we haven't really explored that. Where you knew a politician when she when she was young, and you had a crush on her. Imagine yeah. the cast is is so well cast. Bob Odenkirk plays the president. Plays, plays so the good. president. Better call She's Saul. like Secretary of State or something. She's Secretary of State. She, 
that woman, Charlize Theron, I've been a big fan for a long and time. Also, Atomic Blonde. She, and also, she kick ass. Uh, <laughs> Tully, so good in that Oh, one. Tully. Uh, she is impossibly gorgeous in And also, movie. the co-writer, Liz Hanna, co-wrote The Post. Yes. So I'm in. So that's why it's smart. It's so smartly written. Is it kind of like American President smart? Because I loved American yes. President. Yes, it is. And it's believable. Martin Sheen, Michael Douglas, Michael well, J. Let's Fox. Let's talk about it next week. I know. it gets. A, I was just going to say, All it right. gets a little wrong. So do we do it? I guess do we Raunchy. have... Do we have uh, is Seth Rogen naked? Uh, no, but you know it's Seth Rogen. Well, you have so seen you have Jason Siegel. Seth Rogen can't be any but, worse. But I Just will. Harry. I will I'll tell you this casting. It's brilliant. Alexander Skarsgård as the hunky single Good Canadian prime minister. Hmm. The Canadian prime right. minister. So, what, so that's it. Do we have DVDs or then that's no, it? We already talked about Escape Room, which is now fully. It's now um, not just not um, on. An email destroyer. Destroyer is a great Wait, movie. Yes, both of us agree. Nicole Kidman. It has one of the best Michael Mann like action sequences in the middle of the movie. It is. Nicole Kibben is phenomenal, and Karin Kusama, who is a St. Louis native, directed made the film it. and co-wrote with Phil Hay. And the movie, it reminded me of just an L.A. film we have not seen before. No, it's got the greatest shots. It has all this decrepit L.A., cool street shots. Toby and Kibble from Rock and Roll that has a good role in it as well. Nicole Kidman plays this broken down L.A. detective. Um, she has a tragic backstory. Does she have an American accent or does she have an Australian Just American accent? American accent. Okay. And Sebastian Stan and, is yeah. very good And so essentially this. she has a, a thing in her past that really damaged her. That's where, where a sting operation went wrong and yeah, she wasn't has she a, a cop? Yeah, and she has a chance to right that wrong in this movie. But it, I, I like the way they kind of play with the, the linear, nonlinear parts of the story. Um, I like the way they did not redeem her character in the end. I'll tell you that. She's just kind of an imperfect woman who's trying to make everything in her life. She's trying to apply a bunch of sutures to a bunch of wounds in her life, and she's running out of bandages. Yeah, we saw this before the St. Louis International Film Festival last year because it opened mm-hmm. um, the festival. Because it opened be- here because he was from there's St. Louis. Just, I mean, there's and Bradley it, Whitford plays a terrible father in this movie, but he's so oh, good in that movie. It's, it's, it's really good acting, storytelling, Especially the by editing. Sebastian Stan. He's yeah. really good. How's his yeah. hair? It's good. Does he look it's like a, Bucky, or is he got a short? Because it's in the past. He's it's got like kind of 70s. a high and tight in, in one of the in Isn't one of the it scenes. Seventies, the flashback. It's kind of seventies, eighties. I think it's yeah, 80s. I think it's eighties. But there's uh, in the movie, uh, um, gosh, Tatiana Maslany. She has from, a really good role uh, from uh, Orphan, Orphan Black, Black and Black. on Broadway she, with Brian Cranston. I, I, I will say this: Do you know she? I compared her role to Jeremy Renner's role in The Town. She plays the person who is part of this bank robbing crew who is not going to go back to jail. She is going to have justice on the streets. And she has a knockdown throwout fight with Nicole Kidman. That's great. In this action sequence that kicks off. Better than the atomic blonde uh, apartment fight? It, it, it's, it, well, it's not like John Wick. kind of. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's not Wick-foo, as they call it. Mm-hmm. It's more like just very realistic. The way that... You know, the action, the, the gunfire reminded me of Michael Mann. Like, when she opens this this bank door and Nicole Kidman has this gun pointed up and it's just like, whoa, the way they shoot it. Yeah, she goes undercover. Very, wow. very beautiful, very Stan. beautifully shot. The cinematography and the Theo Shapiro, his music in this movie is great as well. It really sets the mood. And again, the movie doesn't have any heroes. There are a lot of anti-heroes, a lot of dark characters with bad 
bad intentions, but they really they leaned into it. Destroyer. I, I think if uh, the the female acting category hadn't been so strong last year, which I mean, she I was in my top five. That that uh, Nicole Kidman would have gotten an Oscar nomination. She did get. Uh, did she get a Golden Globe? She did. She get did. A few. She got nominated for that. And I will say this for people that are going, oh, they just ugly her up. No, it's not just the look. She no. plays a rough character. And, oh, the and way I she think, walks, her and this, body language. And, and let me just say that Nicole Kidman had a great year last year. She played Aquaman, Aquaman's Aquamom. mom. Aquaman, that's right. <laughs> she played yeah, better she, than Octo Mom. She she played Aquaman's mom in a very kick-ass small role, and then she played in a uh, Boy Erased. She played uh, you know the mother, and he, and then and then she played this dark kind of. You know, bad detective who just who was corrupt and did some bad stuff. So she played three different characters. It's not about getting ugly. You can put some makeup on and give a performance. And in this one, and then she, she was at all the country music awards with her husband. I know she looks so out of place. And she's there. also <laughs> in, in a great HBO show coming back this summer called Big Little Lies. What? Oh. That was a thing with Meryl Streep. Meryl yeah, Streep. Streep. She is... also said that they're she's very dirty on their like text string, like all the stars. Oh, of, I imagine. Yeah, that Meryl, Meryl Streep is like the dirtiest. dirty jokes. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Well, um, um, uh, uh, Meryl Streep is going to play Alexander Skarsgård's mother. It's the greatest liners where he goes, you know, I want to know what happened that night, but I think if I asked, talking about Lisa Rosebud, I think if I asked you, I wouldn't get the truth. That's a great line. It is. It was a good series last year, and we can't and, spoil it because he won the Because it's won based the on the book, and, and, and it also, is true to the book. So if you've seen, read the book, by, you know what by, happens. Uh, yeah, Jillian well, Flynn. Well, she and Alexander Skarsgård deserve and I will say, all wait, the awards. Jillian Flynn wrote, I thought she wrote Sharp Objects. She wrote Sharp Objects, and that was no, a terrible uh, mini I'm sorry. I thought she wrote this with the director of Dallas Buyers Club. I thought Jillian Flynn wrote this series. I'm, I'm a, well, no, she might have written the series. It's, it's David E. Kelly. It's Michelle uh, Pfeiffer's husband. Michelle Pfeiffer's husband. He's I don't think he's the writer, this. though. Well, she might have written it no, for. Think... She wrote. She wrote oh, Sharp Objects for HBO. But she might have. She might have written this. The teleplay. That's yeah. what I thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wrote You're right. that. I'm sorry. I, 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 well, I remember in the beginning it was because this yeah, big, that means she had because a big HBO year last year. Jean Jean Villey wrote. Uh, the, the where she goes across, she walks across wild. Yeah, and so the that, that was the collaboration, and so that was the dream team of of, of Gillian Flynn, Jean Vili, and then Reese Witherspoon. Um, that music in that miniseries, Big Little Lies, is fabulous, and also the. And it's actually, not no, just for women. Actually, I am wrong. No. It, it is uh, creators David E. Kelly, mm-hmm. and it's Matthew Tinker and Leanne Moriarty who are the writers. Okay, so based yeah. on John Mark Vili. Um, let's see, based on a novel by uh, Leanne Moriarty. Okay. Now, so Matthew Tinker is the seven... So you were getting Big Little Lies confused with Sharp Objects yes. with the lovely God, Amy Sharp Adams. Sharp Objects was not good. It, Sharp Objects was not good. But I if, did if you not, watch it again so after you know slow. how it ends, it's different to watch I, I, because there's clues I will say there. Patricia Clarkson is just freaky in that show. If, if I ever go to a, a, an old country home and she opens a door, I'm not going in. Well, the thing that drove, <laughs> the, the thing that drove me nuts is this is one of those movies where they get it all wrong about journalists and Oh yeah, ethics. she never took any notes and, and it wasn't a movie, it was a mini series. <laughs> and, well, limited series. And also I will say about Big Little Lies, it's got one of my sweethearts in it, Shalane, Shalane Woodley. Oh, I, she's I think good. she is she adorable. Dirt, by the way. Oh, she's Ooh, really she is. Good. Awesome. She's and, clay. And then she's the uh, and that then long dark hair, honey wife. I'm, I'm sorry, but if she comes to the door, she's, she's gonna great come in. in Fault in Our Stars. Oh, she she's is. great in Spectacular now as well. With the little kid, shows. the little kid in Big Little Lies she's is just young gorgeous. Sheldon. 
I don't think is she going to be in the second season? I don't know if she is. Oh what? Shailene Big Woodley. Lives? Yeah, I saw the trailer. She's in it. She's in it. Yeah, she she she's I, the one that tells. Oh, she's the she's yeah. a big I think part there's of that. One cast member that is not in it. But I don't know. I didn't I know watch Zoe the first Kravitz year. Zoe Kravitz is back. I know Nicole Kidman's back. Laura Dern's back. Um, fun fun fact: that house that they use, I think it's uh, Reese Witherspoon's. Or no, no, it's Zoe probably Kravitz. her house. Zoe Kravitz's house. Some nice houses. Yes, it is the same house in Beautiful Boy. Oh, Beautiful Boy. And her stepmom. I think Our, that her stepdad is I, Jason Momoa. See, and, 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 and what I think is that remember the the house that Cooper and Gaga were in. That, and in Stars Born, I think that is the same house they use in Beautiful Boy. But just the way the design of that that door and that window yeah, looks just like I would it. not want to be in that garage. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no! Well, it's funny if you, if you watch. There's a great making of feature on that Blu-ray that that's available, and they're actually going to release the encore one as well. But where they where he takes so you, you can through. buy it seven times. Yeah, but, <laughs> but no, I, actually, what I saw in the movies, no, I mean, I, I the, the version I got has a bunch of the special features, but there is a great making of where there's still not the zip line scene in any of them. Um, yes, yes, it is. It's in the encore. Okay. Yeah. But uh, well, one of the best parts of the making of is that they filmed all her scenes, including where she smashes stuff. They filmed all that in one day, and they actually they, they filmed him doing him committing suicide. You know, they did that. Spoiler. Yeah, and 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 and, well, and, and they and, and they made her leave. Time. Cooper was like giving her a hug, and she breaks down because she's like, "I know you're gonna." You're gonna your next scene's gonna be so terrible. So they had this big moment. He had and to direct great. himself. He himself. did, and it's crazy because they filmed her scenes and they made her leave because she couldn't be there. Oh my goodness! Well, what was so funny is if you go back to watch because you can find this on YouTube the the A Star Is Born with uh, uh, with Chris Christopherson oh. and Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. That death scene. Oh my God! It looks so dated now and awful. Is that the walking but, into the ocean? No, no that's, that's the, the, the Judy 54. One. The, the 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 original, and the Judy Garland has him walking in the ocean. The uh, 1976 one, uh, he's in his Ferrari it's driving car, yeah, in he, the desert. Yes, and uh, it, it's just really over the top, Babs. But uh, somebody asked me, they go, oh, he dies? And I go, well, He that's, dies in every single one That's of them. the story of A Star is Born. You can't change that. You can't, I just love the way that, that he, it was an OD to Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell, the way he did it. Yeah, that's sad. But it, it also harkens back to dialogue that he's had earlier in the mm-hmm. movie. And so I thought that that was really good for we continuity. All, we all battle demons, but some of us lose that fight. So. So since everybody's going to be going to uh, Avengers this weekend and watching hockey, Carl, why don't you tell your story about Gloria? Oh, Gloria. So the players around New Year's were in Pennsylvania, and they were at a like a fraternity house. Like there was. A, and see it, now, whenever I hear this song, I just think of Juliet Moore dancing. So <laughs> they were they were like the, at this bar, and these. They're watching like these bowl games, and it was like something weird going on. It's like a Philadelphia kind of thing. And every time there was a break in the action, they watched. Uh, they 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 played Gloria, and the players were there. Gloria. Were, there was like five players there, and <laughs> I, they I heard will it. Say the the I love the locker room stuff they're showing where uh, they're Petro is giving out the puck, and he makes this little run at Craig Berube, like this. Ruby tries to interrupt his speech, and it's just funny seeing the guys kind of 
Because you know, hockey players you are see very them, they're superstitious. Tough, they're physical, but then you know you see them actually laugh. Like Pat Maroon, he he goes, "This is that's one series, that's one win," and then he goes, "Bozy," and Pat Maroon just loses his mind laughing. It's just funny. I well, just love to hear Canadian accents. They were playing run around Sue in the locker room, and, and also Chris it's Thorburn just... going around slapping everybody. That's great because Chris Thorburn's kind of the guy that was able to be brought up with the team. He's kind of like an enforcer guy who's being aged out of the game, but his son's got uh, his son's got a condition, and he mm-hmm. and and when when he had to be moved to San Antonio, he I mean he had to be broken up. So it's a good story. So they heard this at a bar, and then they brought it back, and they started playing it after their wins, and then they won eleven in a row, and so then it's all about playing Gloria, and now at the end of the game, we were playing Run Around Sue, and then we did Stars of the Game, we would play Gloria, and now. When the game is over, we're playing Gloria because people want to hear it. Yes, and it's 1982 song by the late, late. Laura Brannigan. So when they first started playing it, the song, they're like, let's get Laura Brannigan to sing. And she, oh, she died in 2004. And also, but the, but the, her, her company, her label is still running her Twitter account, and, and they retweeted me, and people were like, Dan, you know she's dead? I was like, yes, I know she's dead. They're running her account because her song is all of a sudden a hit for a playoff team, you idiot. Twitter, sorry. Well, it, and then it's used in Gloria Bell. As the significant, it's a song oh, yeah. of female empowerment. It it's is, got a great it's start, just, and it's just you know, and it's wish it was in a better movie. <laughs> but uh, she was nominated for a Grammy but look, for that. But well, she's got other songs. She's got self control. I remember her yeah. first album was called Brannigan. Then the next one was called Brannigan Two, and then the next one was Self Control. And I used to like Laura Brannigan. Sure, it she... was a number two song. It never made. Never made it to number one. No, it was at the time where Pat Benatar and Kim Carnes. 1982. And, and uh, it was a really good time for women singers. Linda Ronstadt was still pretty big. Mm. So I think she was nominated for, for the Grammy next to Laura Branigan. I'm not That's sure. That's when she was doing the Standards album. Her, her next pop hit was the uh, Somewhere Out There from... Uh, from Fievel's American Tale. Which is still a beautiful song. She was at the uh, VP Fair around that time. She uh, is not doing well, according to Dolly no. Parton. No. Can't sing anymore. It's sad. She was so beautiful and such a great voice. She, uh, yeah, when she came, she was not a talker, uh, engager with the audience. You know, mm. when uh, those, those early days of the VP fear, we had some pretty, we had Elton, Elton John, John and Bill Cosby and well, we had Bob <laughs> Hope too, but it was canceled because of the rain. And you know, Maroon 5 still owes us a free performance because they were supposed to be here one year and it rained out and then they came out and then and it that was sold. a cool thing about when Lou Fest was canceled last year. A lot of those artists, they found a way Robert to, they, 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 but they, they made money. I know. But they found a way to make it happen. It was about mm-hmm. making it up to the fans. Gary Clark Jr. didn't stay. That was the big thing. They wanted Gary Clark Jr. to open up for Robert Plant, but that just couldn't happen. The I, I also uh, understand. You know, if, if you have another tour to get to, you, you can't rearrange the whole tour. But, but he you, was supposed to be in town anyway. So The last uh, Fair St. Louis that I attended for the music was Goo Goo Dolls in 2007, and I got to sing Iris along with the whole crowd, and mm. I was a happy woman. And I said, that's it for VP Fair for me. Because well, they've had Sammy Hagar there recently uh the last one i remember downtown was cindy lopper 
downtown and it was or that might have been pride fest i'm they all run together now i know well in 2004 when it was the 100th anniversary of the uh world's fair and the 200th anniversary of the louisiana purchase they had concerts on the riverfront do you remember mm-hmm. that they yeah. were free i went to see bruce hornsby don't ask him about the range i know but so good Mm-hmm. He's so, a member of the Grateful Dead, technically. So, so good. In I was like, why isn't he doing anything? Because he is worth a ticket, you know, and we were all, we uh, all had the free. So what else we got? Yeah, we got to We have next week. Um, okay, so real quick, the Missouri tax break next is just is about ready. Shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so next week is long shot and the intruder. And Dan and I saw it, and we inter- and we interviewed Megan Good. So we'll talk about that. Dan next did not week. care for it. Um, uh, if you neither if, did Lynn. On on this, if you if you scan to the eighth screen at Redbox two months from now, you should rent it. So it just depends what what times on your hands. My was, wife was on the uh, St. Louis Film Commission when there was a thing, and then the governor got rid of all of the tax credits, and so there wasn't a St. Louis Film Commission anymore, yeah. and there wasn't a Missouri Film Commission anymore because I don't know which one. I don't know if it was Blunt or if it was Carnahan that killed it, and so it didn't make sense to have a film commission if there weren't any tax credits here. But it now blunt. they're coming back. They're coming back. So filmmakers. Make your movies in Missouri, and we'll Please give you a tax Follow Jason break. Reitman's lead. Make the whole. Are movie they here. really making that? Well, I th- I thought you were talking Jason Bateman because Ozark's not filmed in the. No, Ozarks. Jason Reitman's up in Jason, the air. Up in the air. Which was one of the best parts about interviewing him was him talking about you know how he, much it means well, to well, him. Well, he he talked about coming in the airport and here I am. It was I empty. see. And well, no, he I, I see George Clooney's apartment. I see where we shot all the stuff, and it just it, it, it's great that they filmed the movie here, and it was a big high profile. And they gave a lot of. Money to the St. Louis area. I mean, every the, time we go to the Cheshire, I go, oh, I'm staying where George Clooney was standing. I know. Uh, St. But Louis. he wasn't. The thing about George Clooney, he was only here to work. He wasn't really here to play. No. Like, like when he, like when he's in Italy, he goes out and like, yeah, right. Does the scene. But here he was just here to work and he didn't, he wasn't showing up at baseball games or hockey games. No, no. but he did play basketball he, he, with he, a friend he, at SLU. He's not John Hamm. Yeah. Well, yeah, but John Ham's from here, so he's got that thing. That's what I was saying. Yeah, and he's got his buds, uh, his his best friends, Ted Simmons. Baseball catcher, 1982 yes. World Series. I know, and that's why he was in the audience when Ted got inducted into the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame. Nice. Yeah. he um, Ted's parents were two of the people. When John Ham won the Emmy for Mad Men, he listed a group of parents who basically took him in because his mother and father had both died. And he considers him, quote, aunts and uncles. It's really Burroughs' family. And he mentioned Ted's parents. He didn't mention any last names. But the the Simmons were... Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Uh, Simmons were a uh, really uh, integral part of John Wait Ham's growing up. Hey, uh, hey, sports guy. Mm. Ted was Ted Simmons still with the Cardinals in A two or is it Daryl Porter? It was Daryl Porter. It was Daryl Porter. Was Ted Darryl Simmons. Porter. Ted Simmons had retired by then, hadn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I, I lied. I thought, I, thought, I thought he was a seventies guy. He was a seventies guy, but he, I think he might have made it to like eighty one, and then Daryl yes, Porter came right after that because Whitey came in, and Whitey brought Daryl from the from Kansas the, City, Kansas City. Yes. Yeah. But I, I remember Ted Simmons growing up. But I, I, he, he actually went to Milwaukee. He was playing for the other side when we beat that's him. That's that's how I remember it. He was it. playing. In, he, uh-huh. had, yeah. he, he spent. That's um, when Milwaukee was in the 68 AL. Sixty-eight through seventy-eight, uh, nineteen eighty, with the Cardinals. Oh wow! In eighty-one, which were they, when they had the best it, record. Yeah. But they didn't. 
They didn't end so up. So he watched Bruce Sutter throw the final pitch and was like, man, I should have been on the other side. Mm-hmm. But he, he went to Milwaukee and he finished his career in Atlanta. Oh, that's when I was going to a lot of games because I was young. 21 and, years, Ted Simmons in the major league. As I a know. catcher, that's so he can probably barely walk. I met uh, Whitey in no the dugout. Gloves, though. A lot of all-star games. That was when well, I had press passes in and the 70s, go on this on this. The Cardinals on the, sucked. Yeah, yeah I could go on mm. in the you locker know, room on the field. There would no, never I didn't be. Uh, you want to go in the locker room and see a lot of guys yeah. junk? No, no, I you did know not. what? Because they didn't I, care. I, I, I'll go ahead and say that that I got to cover a couple of Cardinals games, couple of the last couple and years, and they're all naked. And they just kind of walk past me. And go, I'm not looking to look at uh, his. Uh, Why do you used to have press conferences around. with no pants on? Yeah. Oh no, they, they, they come out and I gotta say, and he what, put his feet up on the desk. I gotta say, when I watched, when I saw a certain player's lack of build, I was like. Yeah, I'm never going to look at the same view again. No. So I was on that AstroTurf. Oh, God, it felt so horrible. It was hot. So got, it was hot. And I, when Whitey first came, I got to meet him in the dugout, and he said to me, how are you, young lady? Did he have pants on? <laughs> yeah, he was in okay. his uniform. Oh. He was in his uniform. But, uh, yeah, in the early days, I covered sports for the Suburban Journals. <laughs> wow. That's when the Suburban Journals, one, were a thing. Two, had a sports section. Yes. That wasn't just local. Right. So, and the other uh, movie news is, besides the Missouri tax break, if you want to read more about it, the Post-Dispatch has an article, and they have a picture of Francis McDormand in uh, Three Billboards in Ebbing, Missouri. Which didn't take place. Right. Which is not well, that's place. why it's like filmmakers come here, because George has got enough movies being made. Every Avengers, every Marvel movie was filmed in Georgia and Quebec. Yes, and and British Columbia, Vancouver's always getting movies made. We well, want Vancouver the money. Looks like an average American city here. There's a lot of all movies. the DC TV shows are in Vancouver. Right. There's a lot of uh, uh, stuff filming in Chicago all the time. All those TV shows, the Chicago. We'll shut men, down a street for you. You know, and uh, Chicago has a yeah, lot of movies the, being made. I Dark just imagine Knight. you could film so many. You could have filmed that Dark Knight chase sequence on market. Come on. Great. So come back to Missouri. And then the Academy did not pass that rule targeting Netflix. And Steven Netflix. Spielberg's okay with it. He's fine. Steven Spielberg was going to move on because he he's going to make a bunch of great movies. He never said anything. It was all alleged. Sure. Which yeah. basically, in our clickbait, variety-driven era, people would just run with that stuff. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's a clickbait. And, of course, for me, I, I slammed it because I thought it was real, but I still stand by my article. If, if he, if he did you know throw what? a fit about it. It's, he shouldn't, but he's And Steven he doesn't Spielberg. care about anything we say anyway. He listens to me. Damn right he does. He's like The Rock. <laughs> the Rock. I am going to tweet at The Rock today. You all have to wait where I tweet at him. I guarantee it's going to get a response, though. All right, so we broke people's hearts telling them uh, Laura Branigan died. Yeah, but, but we're she not, we're died not, 15 I know, years ago. I know, but, she, but people don't know that. lives on in the yes. blues as they're about ready to knock down the Dallas Stars. And Jamie Benn, you are going down. Finally. And so let's hope we hear it, Carl. Uh, Tomorrow night. No, it's tonight, dear. Tonight. Oh, it's 830. I'm going to my dad's. I'm going to watch hockey with my brother for the first time in 15 years. Because my dad told me. And if if we lose, then you're never allowed to watch it with him again. (laughs) I can't go in the And I'm going to bring the clown jersey. I'm not allowed to wear the clown jersey. I'm going to bring the clown jersey. Thanks, bro. We're going to go on the table. Uh, Do you want me to start off? You do it. I'm Dan Buffalo. I'm, I'm on KSDK News in St. Louis Game Time. Every Tuesday at 4 p.m., I talk to Frank Opinion and the crew at 590 The Fan. You talk to them or you talk, I talk over them? I talk among them. I, I try to get a few words in. I, I think I get one word for their every 20 words. Um, I'm also on at Buffett 2 on Twitter. 
I'm Lynn Van House. I'm on all the socials, and you can listen to me at KTRS, and uh, they do rerun the show at night, and then also we're on the podcast, and if you like Real Times Trio, uh, be retweeting it, because we sure could use the I love. I am going to be getting us on Facebook and Twitter, so you can easily find all of our links. I'm actually going to go back and put all the oh, nice. episodes up. Well, so, no, I'll, I'll need and, to and, send and, you the very and, first and, one. And of course, I'll you know, retweet them, so you can catch up mm-hmm. because we're going to keep doing this it's a it's a it's all for the love of the game folks we're here for you we, we don't make any money we're here because we love movies and we love people that love movies and this is our 10th one so mm-hmm. woo and carl yeah. oh my name is carl middleman also known as carl the intern you can find me on twitter at underscore carl the intern also instagram at underscore carl the intern you can hear me with at max on movies every weekend on the max on movies show find that on soundcloud also Hey, you're on SoundCloud right now. Just do a search. You'll hear us. That's right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. See ya.